Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm back with the vibes. Look in my eyes, Artie couldn't handle my drive. Give you the real, no disguise. Lift it, baby, we gon' rise. It's the lifted, baby, we gon' rise. Yo. Welcome back, family, to another episode of Quarry's Point of View. Today, we'll be talking to my parents. We're going to go and finish what we began about a little over a year ago with the young, wild, and parents. You know, we talked about a little bit of how they were when they were kids, teenagers, growing up to becoming parents at a young age, having four children at 22 and 21 years old. You know, we went through some of the trials and tribulations and different good times we had going over the years. And I felt like it was important for some of the young adults that's having children now to, to get some of the information that they have. You know, knowledge is best, best had when you're able to be given. So you, you, I wanted to give up some of the information and bring them back so we could finish the story because I was intrigued to learn some of the information that they had given as much so as I know the listeners, some of the families that come through and listen to this. So without further ado, parents, please introduce yourself one more time for me. Okay, well, I'm Christy, Jaquari's mom. Um, and I'm Antoine Whitner Sr. Jaquari's step pops. Yeah, we here for another one. How y'all been? Been good, been good. Doing another well. day. <laughs> Doing well. <laughs> Body changing. <laughs> Blessed. I mean, I mean, it's been a year yeah. and a half since we talked about the things we're about to talk about today uh, with you, but... Uh, you know, life is a gift, you know, and so uh, being able to talk about it and using your life as a testimony to inspire, to encourage someone else, that's the ultimate goal. So I, I hats off to you, Jabari, for taking this initiative and trying to help out your peers and those who come up behind you. Oh, I mean, y'all got all the info, you know, everybody got to be like a sponge eventually. So, you know, everybody that has all their, their little children running around their house, maybe they listen to this and pick up some stuff for their future, you know. So last time when we were here and I had y'all on, we ended with um, us moving to Virginia as a family. And we talked about Jasmine. That's my sister. We talked about her. Basically, she was uh, distraught that she had to leave her senior year. And um, we talked a little bit about how she was mad she had the nursing year. And um, we didn't really go deep into the, I wanted to put a pin in it because that's a big transition from Houston to Virginia. So now we're going to get more so into how life been since you've been in Virginia for the past, what, seven years, six, seven years? Just seven, it's going on seven. It's, 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 it's going on eight. Because if I've been in the Marine Corps, I've been in the Marine Corps six years. We add a year to that. So we working on eight. We working on eight right now. So y'all been there eight years. I've been, I was only there a year. So y'all have plenty of stories to tell about Virginia that I didn't get the chance to experience in person. So I like it. Um, so now I just want to ask like, um, what were some of the, like, the challenges of moving from a place like a big city like Houston and, and then moving Houston, living in Texas, that whole, it's a, it's a big thing. You know, everybody, Texas, they say they their own country. So moving from there to moving to the Commonwealth state of Virginia, 
How was that? Well, with us, it, it wasn't so much as a transition from Texas to Virginia. You know, it's, it's never from state to state for us. It's about learning what works best for us when we move into a different locale. You know, as a family, when you move into a different state, especially, uh, and it depends on how familiar you are with this state. And region. And, you know, and region. <clears throat> now, if you have familiarity with this state, fine. It may not be as tough with you, but uh, if, if you're not, then you got to learn to adjust like anybody. Learn where the best places to shop, get food, learn where the best doctors are. Where the, and if you have smaller children, where the best school systems are, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. All these type of things you have to take in accountability when you when you move it. Now for us. That was our second move. Right. So that was our second we move. moved from Michigan right. to Texas. To Texas. So right. now it was from Texas to Virginia. <clears throat> so thing we were kind of we were aware yeah. of what's to be expected when you move especially from the coast to coast like we went from the midwest to the southwest and then we moved to the east coast yeah, right. so that's like uh, uh that's a big deal so we you know far as moving we knew what was required of us um far as yeah finding I good schools the, the only difference Right. The only difference between moving from, <clears throat> for us, moving from uh, Michigan to Texas versus from Texas to Virginia was uh, the fact that I had just came off surgery. So yeah. the, my inability to work at the time was a financial strain. And our system, how me and your mother has worked in our system that we work as a, a couple, as a partnership, you know, uh, this is what we do is we combine our financial capabilities to do what we have to do to get anything done. So that was a major strain. So us moving to Virginia during that time uh, was 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 what made it a little rougher than what it usually would have been. I think that's the challenges we were going through when we first touched down in Virginia. Yeah, major surgery, not just yeah. surgery. You had his second yeah. back surgery, so yeah, that man. was. <clears throat> And then to turn around and have to have a neck surgery my the following year while I was here. Yeah. I mean, it, it was tough. My, my body was going through some things that were out of my control. So, you know, it, we had repercussions that was uh, reaching us tough financially versus anything else. You know. Yeah, that, that was that was a um, that was a trying time for everybody because I would say the biggest part for me was we were moving from a big city far as like Houston and you can reach out and it's so many options to go do and and have so many different things and we moved to Chester and for me that was a down that was like a a wake-up call for me because I had so many different options of what I could do what I wanted to do had so many friends in Houston so to move to Chester it was really like a down time and at that point, it put me in the mindset of I needed something. I needed to do something to get from under my parents' house roof, get from under their roof. And I, it got to the point of I sat there and I began to decline in morale, mental capacity, everything. I was just sitting in the house. I lost my job was in Houston. So getting a new job was what I didn't want to do because I had already put in almost a year at Capital One. And I didn't really want to start all the way over somewhere else. So it was like, I need to find something new. Didn't want to really go into school. I knew I just, I'm, I procrastinate 
way too much to go to school at the time. So I sat down and I had a conversation with my mother on the patio one morning and we sat there and I told her like, I'm going to be at your house by the age of 20. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm looking, leaning towards the military. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how did you feel learning that like not much so as knowing I was going to go to the military? Because at the time, if you remember, I was really saying I was going to go to the Navy. Mm-hmm. So at that, that's when I um, really like transitioned, talked to my uncle, my uncle's a, a former Marine, retired Marine. And I talked to him and he kind of changed my mind to make me want to go to the Marine Corps. But in the middle of all of that, it definitely was, I was down, real down and out, didn't want to do anything. I didn't know what was next. So how did you feel being like, you had to hear that? And I know, and you could tell how you feel about the military and all that stuff. So uh, initially, I'm just gonna be just transparent here. I was against the military about any of my kids being in the military. And it had a lot to do with like the what was going on in the society as far as like the presidents and how many wars we were going to or the, the potential stake of a war. Um, that was when you immediately had graduated from high school. But so in 2014, when you came back around to mentioning this, and this time I took you for serious because I, I understood the conversation that we were having to be something you were heavily considering. Um, of course, I was I was taken aback because I just wasn't expecting it. But um, there's a time like you raise your children as a parent and you build this relationship with your children and they get to an age where it's time for them to like jump, leave the nest. Of course, it's like the little bird analogy. Right. You don't want that little birdie to fall flat on their face or whatever. So you want them to spread their wings and soar. And I just knew that you were serious about this decision and you had thought about it. So it was kind of hurt, but I know the hurt wasn't from you doing something to be hurtful towards me. It was more of a selfishness hurt that made me feel that, okay, Oh goodness, Jagari's the oldest, and here they go. They're finna start peeling out this house. So that's what I went through. I'm give Antoine. No, I mean, but <clears throat> I think each parent has that. Now, having went through that now, I get it. You know, where you like, it's not that you don't want your children to, to lead the nest or anything. It's more the fact when you come to the realization, you like, oh. They don't need me for this. They don't need me for that. You know, as a parent, you so used to collectively making a decision for the greater good or what you think is the greater good of your child. So when they're making their own decision and it's sort of like something that you got to deal with, you got to live with, you know, that's that's so the change that comes within a relationship with the child and the parent. You know, everybody has to have that growth. That's that point. When you have that growth right there, when you look at your child and they look at you and you say, wow, he, they, yeah. he or she has become an adult. This is happening. Whether or not you ready for it emotionally right, or right. not, it doesn't matter what you That's ready what I for. Say. He kind of broke the mold. He broke the mold. <laughs> yeah. So when everybody else did it, it didn't hurt as bad. Well, let's yeah. see. It's just, it's, just, I, little, it's not there. about hurting as it's, bad. It's yeah. about knowing Coming what to, to expect. Coming to grips with the real Coming to grips like, with the okay, realization. Yeah. He's, they leaving the house yeah. 
And this a lot of times it's more of y'all, they leave the house, y'all leave the city, or y'all go away to school, or y'all go away to live somewhere else. Yeah. So they'll like So yeah, I was gonna say that. I was gonna ask you, like, what's the what was the big difference between well I I'll, I'll wait. I'll get into that when we get there. So um I did wanna say like during this time, your mother at Twan, she she became ill. And yeah. you have to you had to go take care of her down in Texas while mom stayed up here with us or stayed in Virginia with us. And and basically it was like, we didn't, we were constantly waiting for updates. I was diving into the Marine Corps at this point in time. So it was kind of like everything was on eggshells, not knowing what the next move was. And we kind of just moving along every day, just waiting for what's the next thing. And I know I'm a pessimist. At heart, I like to try to be optimistic at most times, but I'm a pessimist. So it's, it's kind of like the saying of we waited for the other shoot, the other boot to drop, kind of like. And when things did seem like I, I know for a time period, Thanksgiving wasn't all there. Christmas wasn't all there. It kind of just like we were all just, you know, moving along in a, in a haze in that time period. So like how was I would say like. How would you describe life with moving the way we were moving around that at that time like we don't have to go too much into it but just hey no i i can dig it though i guess that point in time in my life knowing what was going on my, my mother getting sick and uh, uh eventually my brother and i and uh her her husband making decisions on what we're going to do. Uh, I mean, that was tough because parenting was still needed. I mean, especially during the time you were going off to to service. Uh, I had Jazz was graduating from high school and she had just left her senior year. So, you know, you're dealing with that type of emotional stress that she has. Martise was beginning high school. He has all this weight thrusted upon his shoulders and because he's playing football and so many people have expectations with him uh along going through what she had been going through dealing with the fact that my mother she was very close with my mother and mm -hmm. you know she took things a little harder than probably most most of y'all did uh you know it's tough you balancing that uh and the fact that you know my wife was really being a shoulder to lean on and we still have to keep trucking as a parent or just as any functioning adult those are some issues that you have to learn to juggle with i mean that's one thing that sometimes we don't discuss and i'm just going to say this as even as a people as black people is about mental health you know your mother and i we discuss that all the time about in our society, people are shunned upon when they say, hey, maybe you need to speak to somebody as if we're not allowed to have mental issues with all the stress and all the things that goes on in our everyday life, just living in society for being black. So, you know, that's those are issues in itself that you try to balance along with trying to make sure to protect the fragility of your own child's mental stability with everything that's going on in their lives. Because it's not just what's affecting you, 
it's what's affecting them too because what affects you affects your family and what affects your family you know if your children are seeing it and they of, of course they're going to be affected so you know that's a balance act everything that me and your mother was going through we were we were learning on trial by fire yeah. right there at the same point nobody gave us it's not a handbook out here no matter what they tell you all they can do is try to prepare you with some of the issues that they had before you but no one could cover the basis for every single scenario i mean that's life that's and that's great. when when it comes to having family and and leaning on family and knowing when to to speak with family about the issues you have sometimes we have to open up to each other's family to help each other with the issues how can other family members know about your issues if you don't have the strength to open up and have that vulnerability with them to even see if they have the capability of dealing with some of the issues you have i mean we all have to talk and speak at times so you know that's yeah, what it was. I, I just I wanted to do a little just go talk about it because the things that we had going on at the time is a testament to the strength of our family. Like it, it's definitely like, you know, through through hard times, we lean on one another. And that's basically what it, it was like. That's a real testament of it with all the things that were going on, the new move, granny, all of us going through like I'm going to the military the rest of them my siblings going through school and starting high school and all the different pressures of life really at the same time hitting at once and we still remain strong and we fought through it that's what it really like at the end of the day i wanted to i wanted it to, to be known i family is sometimes all you got and that's what you have to lean on um so to lighten up the mood a little bit family is all you got yeah, that's this is not just your blood. Yeah. Family is made through love as well. Mm -hmm. So whether it's somebody you love or whatever, that's all you got in the world is your family. Yeah. And that's who you love and that's in your circle. That accounts for everyone. And that's definitely like, so that's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to swing it to like, we began at that point, once all of that, you went down to Texas and then you came back, eventually you came back within and you we were all there for jazz to graduate high school that was a big step because now this is the second time like i know i, I mentioned that mama you didn't get to see me graduate because y'all got stuck outside the building but we, Terrible. we we all got to be there we Terrible. all got to be there for her graduation and we got to sit there and, and be in support and all along you have martise coming up or antoine or martise however you you know he brings himself up, you know, depending on what circle you in for him. Martise was coming up, going to high school where he was one of the top middle schoolers in the city. And him going to high school, he automatically fell on. He's going to be a star. And you you worry about now you got it's a very valid point, a very big thing that he could quite possibly go to college for football and he could be in the NFL and. You know, he has potential to do this and that, such and such. So it was a lot of stuff going on. Um, Mom, do you want to, like, talk about those type of moments, like some of those moments that were going on at the time? Yeah, well, so when when you were getting to go to uh, boot camp and Jazz graduated, Jazz graduated in 2015. 2015. So, and uh, Antoine didn't, you know, 
his mother passed away right before her graduation, literally. So that was, we went to Texas days. for the funeral. And then when we came back, it was like two days till Jasmine's graduation. And um, unfortunately we had to move again because of some misdealings. And so we were in the move. We had people coming to Virginia to see Jazz graduate. And then then within uh, that happened, saw the graduation and then you left in October. And then uh, with that move brought controversy for, for our son, for Antoine Martise. And it was just about because people were, the newspaper was following him because he was so big as a, a middle school and he'd already got his first offer from the University of Virginia and in the eighth grade. In the eighth grade. And so it was like he was on radar. They were reporting stories in the newspaper. We were just trying to just keep everything status quo, just live our life, raise our children. And, you know, other people had, they, they had their own thoughts and they felt like we had an agenda. But, yeah, for real. Like, no, we didn't have an agenda. So, right. I mean, it, we didn't even know yeah, what was we what. We even got accused of running. Uh, of, we were participating we were in a, a, a sports ring or something because he didn't move from another school. But they just gonna hate. Yeah, that's yeah. That's neither, that's, here, nor that's neither here nor there. Nor there but the thing that at that time it's just like everything's thrown at you. It felt like every every vice was coming at you, and you you playing you playing dodgeball. Somebody throw a ball, you you hitting it back before it hit you. And so that's what we were constantly doing, mind you, all by raising kids and then sending you. You went off to the mill. You were in boot camp, so I kind of made it a thing. Try to tell, I was. Still sad that you wasn't there and, and Jazz was going to college and I still had the other two in school. So we did like a letter campaign. I took all these envelopes and I and I pre-addressed them. And I told everybody, y'all just stick your letter in here. It's ready to go. Just let me know. I dropped it off. So we did that to kind of pass the three months, four mm -hmm. months that you were in there. And I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit though. The what was the difference? And I want to I was gonna ask this earlier, but what was the difference between watching me go to the military and watching me go to college because I did both, but you know, college didn't work out like that. But it was what was the difference? So to me, the military is the finality of yeah, it. Like you, so you signed too. a contract and yeah. you gonna do exactly what that. Although you know people join, you go to college, you know, but it's not like um, you leave the military. It's like go AWOL. I mean, no, for but, me, it's, that's real. Like. The military, when we bring the military into it, I mean, I thought about things like, you know, what happens when the U.S. is in conflict and things like that. You know, this is real deal. So it was more of, for me, like, this is, wasn't the same as going off to college somewhere. This was like, this is adult stuff. This is adult stuff. You could actually be hurt. So yeah. you scared of that in this time. Yeah. So that, to me, yeah, that's what, that also made it real. It's just the yeah. What can happen while you're there, yeah. and and just like yeah. I know that from stories, like you said, your uncle, um, my brother-in-law, like the stories of hearing firsthand of how how in um, the in-depthness of boot camp and stuff. So I was worried about that. Like I don't, I've never seen you in that light. So I'm like, oh my god, my did my baby, they finna do all this, and why you gotta do all that and all this, whatever, this, that, and the third. So I had that kind of mental anguish as a mother. You know, like I said, Antoine might have a different view or whatever. But as a mother, I that's what led me to write as many letters as I did. Cause like, 
every day I'll wake up like, I wonder what he's doing. I wonder how hard is he having it? Is is he okay? How is his mental? Again, because I worry about stuff like that. So I would just and when I when I had those feelings, I'll pick a piece of, I'll pick up the paper and start writing because I just need to know and like I'm telling you, I remember that call when you first get there and you get to make that 16, 15 second call and I can't say nothing. When you called and gave that message, I like, I cried for probably about two hours. Like it was a full two hour cry. I was just like, oh my God. I, but I'll say this, like, it, I'll say this, being in it, being, being in boot camp and um, being there, and people might not, I don't know, the misconception of boot camp, they, they dare to kill you. They they train you to become tough, basically, break you down, build you up to be better. Uh, but going through it, those letters push me through every day. Every time I got a letter, every time they circle everybody around and say, y'all got mail, the best thing to hear is you got a letter. That's, it, it got me through every, every day that I wasn't... Um, I wasn't feeling it. I might not have had a good day. I might have been sad. I might have been ready to go home. But reading those letters let me know that y'all was all right. And I ain't had nothing to worry about. And I need to keep pushing for me to be better in life and put me in a position to be better on in the future. So I do thank you every time I think about it because I'm pretty sure I still got the letter somewhere. Somewhere around here in the container is all those letters. And I, I appreciate them. It was twofold. It was just, it was, you know, my um, opportunity so I can reach out and get over my personal feelings and just like it just I had to I just had to because like I said you I, you broke the mold like you when when they took the date gates off the door so that people can fly free I'm like okay so Jakari you did it first and then your siblings followed so it's that's you know so once I left boot camp once I left boot camp I got to come home for a little bit that was cool and then you find out that I went to my little school and we we casually moving through it. This was 2016 at the time. Um, you found out I was moving to Hawaii. <clears throat> uh, that was fun. That was a cool little, uh, hey, I'll be there for the time being. I wasn't excited about it. Uh, and a lot of people think I should be excited. I should have been excited about it. I wasn't. I didn't like the idea of being that far away from my family. I uh, like, didn't like the idea of not being able to be like, I'll catch a flight or drive somewhere. I didn't like that idea. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that. At the time, that's when Martise began his first year of high school. Alana was starting to be at the end of her last year of middle school, right? Yeah, she was ready to go to high school. You, yeah. Alana, Alana was prepping to go to high school the next year in which we start to notice that she was smarter than everybody she was in class with because she was walking through middle school with all A's and getting ready to go to high school where she would continue the trend of being a superstar as usual and, and getting A's. Then at the same token, mm -hmm. you have Jazz was going through college. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Jazz is going to Reynolds. Was it, was it, uh, yeah. Jazz was going to college at the time and, uh, working. I mean, like she was putting in work. And she, she's a, she always been a hustler. Always been a hustler. Always I mean, been a, she ain't never been scared to get out there and work for us. <clears throat> That's yeah. She's been working since she was, could get a job. So, I mean, it, it's definitely, she, she got me in that one. 
I'm not working everywhere. She will go work and get that money and then do what she needs to do in order to, to live the life she wants to live. I'll, I'll always give her that. She love her own independent. Mm-hmm. So. She might tell me what I feel. So, yeah. So, that was a journey. During this time, this is where we began to start flipping it to. Martise was at the end of his first year of high school. This is where he had to begin to make the transfer over to Godwin, right? Mm-hmm. He had to, and as you mentioned briefly, it was a lot of. He was at Godwin. He was at Godwin. Yeah. He did his freshman year there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where the Ringer program thing That's came what, in. He, every year he was at high school in Virginia was, was at, at Godwin. Godwin. Oh, and he started the preseason off at, in Glen Allen. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that came from. Yeah, Ogan Jasmine graduated from Glen Allen, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you so, knew you want to school pick somebody up. I was picking. <laughs> I was that. That was my job. That was my job. I was the uh, honorary taxi driver. That's how I was keeping my living. I was driving everybody everywhere. So. <laughs> Uh, we got to go. I didn't mention that I did get to go to Flint to see all my family in Flint before I went to boot camp that year before. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did have a little bit of fun there. It was still, you know, not really much to do, but it was it was to lighten up the mood. And I like to think that every Christmas is the Christmas time is where when my spirit is at its lightest and I can I have the most fun around my family because it brings a time of family love and care. And, and it's always a good way to end the year. No matter how bad the year has been, Christmas is that the, the holiday time, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all of that wrapped in one is very, uh, uh, it's, it's a good time to have. So it was very different being in Hawaii. And I, but I made it a point to get home during the holidays because I love that time of the year. Um, it's my mom's favorite holiday, so I always tried to make it home when I could. So could you speak on a little bit of some of the things that were going on in 2016? Because I wasn't home at this time. Now it's more so of I, I wasn't home for these experiences. Some of the things that happened in 2016. I know that's when you had your, that was when you had your first neck surgery in 2016. So, so. 2016 was, man, that was rough. That, I, I had neck surgery in 2016. At the top at the top of 2016. I think that was like March, mm-hmm. around March. I mean, it was tough. First quarter. Uh, Mar- <laughs> at that time, Martise was going to high school. Alana was getting ready to start high school. Mm-hmm. And Jazz was, uh, at the time, uh, she hadn't moved out. She was living in Harrisonburg. Harrisonburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, she came. She came back though, right? She came back, back for time. Christmas. She came back for Christmas during that time because I remember her driving me around for a while after I had my next. So she moved out later on in in twenty sixteen, like September. She moved. She moved in. Yeah, right after October. She moved in October. She yeah, moved yeah. in October right after her birthday. It's more so like October 9th. You know what? Yeah, it's it was that it was like the second week right after her birthday and your birthday. <clears throat> you know, 2016 was rough because I just came off of my second major back surgery. So, you know, I I was already feeling feeling pretty, pretty low about myself at that time in terms of uh 
physically yeah, what I build. could do, you know, my ability, mm -hmm. because it was limited at the time. Coming off of major back surgery, I hadn't even healed correctly yet before I had to have a neck surgery, which was even rougher than the back surgery. So, you know, 2016 was trying for us. Uh, your mother was working still. Yeah, uh, at that time she was the only one working in our house. And then my mom came and down then, to help take yep, care of you, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I had to be at her, work. Her mother came down uh, from Michigan to help uh, deal with some of the things around that the we house. had to get done mm -hmm. around the house at the time because it was rough. I mean, major injury is rough dealing when you're dealing with that, and especially as a, yeah. a major annual contributor within the household that you live in. And you, you, I would say like y'all both have the hustle of no matter what it is, y'all gonna get it. Like that's when you were broken basically, and still, <laughs> and still wanted to go get a job and work. I remember like thinking I'm all the way in Hawaii, and Mama like, yeah, he about to go get this this job up here, and I'm thinking in my head like, huh? How you gonna work somewhere? Is the is the stitches healed up in the back of his neck? Like, is he all right? He didn't care. He went to go get it. And I mean, it's instilled in all of us. We all all would rather go work and do what we gotta do instead of lay up and be injured. That's how we were raised. That's how we always been pushed. Um, I never. I don't even like. I get injured. I still go along like nothing happened. So it's definitely something that was instilled in all of us as we grew grew up and, and as we become we became adults so i want to go into so we you mentioned you mentioned jazz moved out <laughs> and and this is a big thing i don't i would like to for her to been on here to speak on it but we're gonna i'm, I'm gonna get her take on this one day but she as 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 her parents now this is child number two. She moved out, and of course she moved back in. But there was a big development that happened <laughs> a couple months afterwards. So speak on first. Speak on how how it was to know that your second child was, and it was rather abruptly when she decided to move. Like this wasn't a like we just oh we've been planning this. This just happened. So speak on how it was at the time. When everything, when everything was like, you know, coming to fruition, I guess, uh, to say for lack of better terms. Well, Jazz was ready. She was ready to roll out. I, I couldn't get mad at her at the time. Uh, I mean, she felt like she had to do what she had to do. Uh, I've always preached to y'all and told you, the moment you feel like you can't follow the rules uh, to our home underneath our roof, it's time for you to go. So. Uh, if you are a person that believes in you can do your own thing, I will always respect that and give you that leeway to go. I mean, <laughs> by all means, who am I to tell a person when they are ready to become an adult when they are of age? You know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to pull you back if you of age. That's, I, I wouldn't dare do that. I mean, because I know how I felt at that age. And, so, you know, at that time, Jazz took it upon herself to move out and, you know. Uh, she got that little taste of adulthood, you know. Adulthood and. The, the ongoing joke of everybody. 
everybody of this uh the ongoing joke of everybody this generation is more so i hate adulting maybe that's a long that that's an old saying real old saying yeah, I, like, say I hate adulting learned the proper word to use it the, mm -hmm. the proper verbiage we hated it but at the time we didn't know what to call it mm -hmm. because i think this generation decided they were going to give it a name right? and, and i think it's a fit name adulting i hate adulting and she got a little taste of that but she, and she moved back in but she moved on october she moved back in december and q the big news she moved, back in. she moved back in february she didn't february. she made it over from october to february okay oh that's right because i had already came and visited and we had a good time for christmas so top of 2017 we got some real interesting news yeah we found out that uh jazz had been learning to cook up something called a zoe <laughs> zoe zoe is my niece that's yeah. my yeah. Niece, beautiful niece she was pregnant i thought we learned we could switch 15 percent by by switching to geico i don't know yeah <laughs> she she came back with with a, with a with a child well a one that was she was on her way because yeah, she, she was still she pregnant with her but I'm a, I'll go back, um, and I, it's just again that feeling that you have, like I said before, when your when your birds are leaving the nest and your baby birds are leaving the nest, it it's, it it gets to you. So um, it it was different because of this the 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 uniqueness of the situation. Yours was I had time to prep, and Jasmine's more of it was like a contrast where I didn't have that time to get those emotions in check. So it was something for me to feel and unpack mm -hmm. like i literally had to get through that so but when she came back we were we we opened her open our arms came you know welcome her back with open arms and you know it is what it is i mean you know i i was going to talk the yeah. usual proverbial mess one, that talk. any father would when you find out that your daughter is pregnant so i mean i don't care you're gonna catch that heat from that so and, and, you know. And like always, like I said it before, Jasmine is one of the ones that like, no matter what's thrown her way, she's going to go get it. So even when she found out she was pregnant, she still worked all the way up until she had the baby and she did what she could. Like, I don't, I would never say anything differently. She met, she did what she had to do in order to get the job done. So you said she was working the day before she went to the hospital. Mm -hmm. the day before the doctor sent her to the hospital so she worked that day before and then she went to the hospital the next day see and that and that's definitely in that was on my birthday uh on her birthday and if you ain't guessed it jasmine Antoine, and my niece we all have the same birthday so i don't know how she pulled that one off but you know hey the best. I feel like she planned it. Yeah, I think I feel like she planned it. <laughs> so where her mama planned it before. I mean, I just feel like yeah, okay. Came. <laughs> well, your mother is part of the planning community. Wow. Is she not? Yeah. Mm. Uh, this is true. Uh, we're gonna speak on that too. Hopefully that conspiracy theory has some legs, even if they don't want to run. Oh. It does have legs. Planning or a different way. I mean, just the fact that you can plan. It don't mean oh, you're okay. playing this, but you have the great ability to plan. I believe that in the times of war, you will be in the war cabinet, you know? Mm -hmm. gotcha. Yeah. Oh, so I would I also, very interesting point here. 
you all became grandparents for the first time. Oh, not me, not me. Y'all became grandparents for the first time. Oh, he a papa. He not a grandparent. Oh, y'all became papa and Gigi. Y'all yeah. became papa and Gigi. Oh yeah, because my parents not old. Everybody that's listening, family, my parents are not old. Uh, papa and I'm a Gigi. Papa and Gigi. Y'all became papa and Gigi for the first time. Way smaller. Dare I say, quite handsome, and uh, you know. Well, how was that? Uh, because we smoother. Uh, Are you saying how? Uh, how, how is it becoming? Uh, <laughs> I'm about to go into all the classifications. I knew that. Man, that's not what he meant. How was it becoming a papa and a Gigi for the first time ever? Shockingly gratifying. If I could come up with any other word, it was way different than I guess I had imagined it. I mean. <laughs> That's it. That's the stuff. He loves I mean, it. I can't even say anything yeah. bad about it, straight up. So I'm looking man. for like 15 more. Oh, what man, that not? number, that number grow. Yeah, every I don't know day. how he didn't. Oh, it was started at 12. Anybody listening to this podcast, you know, I don't know how he's going to get to 15, but, you know, if y'all find the math and y'all know how to subtract it. Martise have five. Martise have five. If a lot, maybe a lot of want to have three or four. You know, the exponents and the subtractions to get to 15. Please let me know. I love math. So, Jazz already got three. Mm, I mean, I feel like we can. Yeah. I I hope y'all don't take that advice. Y'all have the amount of kids that y'all can handle. Like five. I'm a firm believer in that. The, the I don't care the what the pawpaw paw say because no, right. we had our kids. Ain't Should nobody finna go out here. So we had four, so it's up to y'all to do a little better. Oh my and gosh. Listen to that. I, I mean, love mean, being a GG. It's 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 the highlight <laughs> of my life far as like uh things that make me smile. Um I never knew that my heart could continue to grow outside of having my four my children that love my body. I didn't realize that you can have that same similar feeling for another being that did not come from your body. But I mean, it's hard to put words around it, but it's just like, seriously, like, you know, I always say I had four fights in this life. You know, if I don't do nothing else, I got four fights and that's my children. But now that I've become a, a Gigi, and and as Jazz uh, Jaquari just stated, Jasmine has more than one child. But it's just like each time my heart just gets bigger and bigger, and I and love them all. And make you want more. Yeah. And more. Oh, see. So they can go through. There that he go. He goes through that again. <laughs> it's an ongoing. It's an ongoing fight with himself because I. Don't, I don't know, but, yeah, but it's just a matter of like your heart. Your your heart continues to make space. Like whatever your 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 children, and then when they your children have their own children, your heart just continues to grow. And I imagine like that'll continue. Like my mother has grandkids and great grandkids and things like that, and it just keep growing for her. And so I can imagine that you your your heart just gets bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's been the experience for me. Um, people find it hard to believe that I have grandchildren. 
So I take that compliment all the time. But it, I love it. So, so we, love them and spoil them and send them back home with their parents. It's the yeah. best. So now, now with that, I want to backtrack just a couple months. Is we're gonna go back to Alana started high school. This is your last one going through high school. Um, now you you've hit the. This is it. This is the. This is like you you on the home home run. This is home base right here. You sitting on third, waiting for the last one to go through high school. How does it feel? How did it feel to know that you had? put four kids through high school. And at this point, we knew that she was a superstar in the classroom. So you weren't even really worried about her academics at all. Uh, you had her going through there. You, Martise was starting his junior year, sophomore year? 2017. If we moved to 2017. Uh, sophomore going to junior. Was he a sophomore? At the end of 2016, 2017, he was in, he was the end of sophomore. Fall of 2017. He was he was a junior. He was a junior. So this is where this is where so also around this time you start getting more um notoriety, notoriety, notoriety towards him becoming a heavy like he this when he decided he was going to IMG, where it was he was going to IMG, right? Well, yeah, there was at that time we was that were there were things being said and we were putting uh, things in motion yeah, at that time. Towards the so, end of 2016. So it was towards the end of 2016 going to 2017. So, yeah, he was prepping to go to IMG that following fall. But mm-hmm. so now you've got your third child that left the house because he would know he would never actually move back in after that. He's <laughs> moved out. He ain't lived with us since that point. So he's been gone for a total of five years now. Mm-hmm. So... How did it feel to have your third baby leave? It's, it's, it's now it's, it's starting to become a real reality of everybody's actually moving on and you got three grown adults and you got your fourth one that's actually in high school. And it's only a matter of time before she finishes and she goes to do what she's going to do next. So well, what's, what's that thought process like? My thought process is, is trying try to slow the last one now. <laughs> Try to clip the wings a bit. <laughs> but I mean, no, I mean life. That's the thought process. Is you it's when you paying attention to when you yourself, me and your mother, we move into different phases of our life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just the fact that the last one is gone out of high school. It's signifying a change in the relationship that we will now have with our children and that the relationship that she and I'll have as well. I mean, because it's different when you're a parent of those of that many children at the time, we are constantly on the go where you're dividing up tasks to where some of this task, some of this time is free now. So now we got to decide what to do with that free time mm-hmm. other than occupying it with work because that's pretty much what we was doing we was occupying everything with work instead of just actual things that we wanted to do yeah. we just started giving our time to our jobs because in 2017 i that's when Man, i um, we worked our tail off i just started back in school yeah. i had i had 10 classes left to get my bachelor's the work degree. that you was putting in in school was mm-hmm. i mean come on man. yeah so you know, 
Exactly. Being a young mom, young parents, whatever, you know, you just use all that prim, prime time living that, you know, uh, your age, you know, the age you are now and, the, you know, the age of your siblings, like that time for us, we spent parenting. So kind of like we flipped, you know, you know, y'all. Where everybody like else might have been out there partying. You know, we, we were do that. at home raising children and working yeah. and trying to get a life cycle together yeah. to make sure that these little people that we responsible for understands how to fit for themselves and how to be uh, contributors themselves mm -hmm. to the world. Yeah. You know, so. That's where that was. It was the house was in thin out. We had one yeah. at home, yeah. and trying to find that balance, trying to figure out uh, how to live in the house with your spouse, with all these other, you know, with the whole dichotomy of the of the of the household change. So, like, I seen this ten year challenge just all around social media. Somebody showed a basket full of groceries packed to the top. That was ten years ago, and then they showed a basket on the on the right side. It had like two pieces, two packs of meat, and a bag of vegetables. And like this is ten. And I thought about, I laughed because that it's been a little That's bit longer than ten years. But That's yeah, that would be a ten years challenge, at. though. It'd be yeah. a ten, like we used to have a whole basket right. full of groceries, and now we just I got mean, like he should know just yeah. when he came to visit yeah. that we didn't understand how to shop. In the large quantity anymore. We like, wait a minute. This is what we do. You know, you yeah. like, what do we? I mean, it's just so that's me, your mom, that, your mother, and Alana. So yeah, know. that just that makes a difference. Like that's you, what it is. You have to unlearn the behaviors. It took us a while to figure out how to cook small. Yeah. For me, well, no. he that's just you know he was no, good. Antoine was no, good at it, so. but for me, he would always say, "Chrissy, why you cook so much?" I don't know. And there's only three. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like. I'm still learning, okay? It's yeah. just like, you know, all I know is to cook, cook big, you know, y'all take y'all times, y'all do y'all cycles, come through and visit everything, because, you know, any people that know us in real life know that y'all come and visit, so on those occasions, we will have to cook more, so it's just that, that finding that balance, going from not having to provide, not having to provide a big dinner to... Yeah. Just have a little small quaint dinner and cook us. I don't, I don't know nothing about minimal. I didn't know nothing about minimal because, you know. Like right now, I'm waiting for the fall and stuff to come. Although we still in the cold and I love it so that I can have me a batch of these blue crabs. Oh, good great. All right. So we're going to go to 2018. <laughs> we're going to start going into 2018. Um, what were some of the big things happening in 28? Like I said, 2018. Like I said, we Martise had went off the IMG, so you had him away from home. Jazz, she was, she was back home. Yeah, I want to say she was back home with Zoe, and you find out you like Zoe's more intelligent than probably any of the babies I've ever met. It's one of the smartest babies I ever seen. Yeah, oh, and she, she, she uh, had apartment. she twenty okay twenty seventeen Zoe was born. She left in August. She had her own place in August of so 2018. So for half the year, and then 2018, like we said, she hustled her way to get her own apartment. Yeah. She, you know, she did what she had to do. So we go to we go through that whole process. You begin Martisa's and IMG, and this is where tell us a little bit about the the recruiting aspect where you start to learn what recruiting is like because now he's starting to be it's really a thing. He has scholarship offers. People are flying y'all to different camps and, and flying y'all to different schools to come check out the campuses. 
to to see they want your son and so just give a little insight on that whole experience that in itself was 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 different not just daunting because we were working so much i mean me and your mother we were working so much at the time when uh they were recruiting martis heavily as they were so we would sometimes we would get off of work put our things down because we had already packed the night before yeah just to grab our stuff and wait for the car to come and pick us up up and take us to the airport and and we off to wherever it was he he was being recruited so you know that in a phone call right talking to this coach and this coach and different coaches and and it's hard because he was in Florida and we were in Virginia. So they're like, well, we're trying to talk to Antoine. Well, you know, Antoine goes to IMG in Florida. Yeah. We're in Virginia. So Someone, they trying to call. Yeah, they're, like, they're yeah, trying we to call. Know, that's like, why we're yeah. trying to so contact we, meet, we have meetings with the coaches in Virginia and he had meetings with coaches that arrived in Florida. Then we had to do compare notes. It was a lot. That's why I said Dante. And it, it was something that he had the, the the final say on anyway. You know, that's a whole, I, we could go on and on about this recruiting process in the NCAA, but you know, that's a whole nother story. But yeah, trust me. It was, it was, it was an ordeal. I mean, and then one time in, I think like December 18th, we got snowed out. Like we went to, went somewhere, we got stuck in Atlanta at the hotel, uh, the airport because they couldn't, we couldn't fly into Richmond. And so. it was so terrible because baby girl was stuck here. You know, yeah. a lot of was still in Virginia. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she was snowed in and she was here yeah. by herself at the time. I mean, well, Jazz was actually in Virginia. Yeah, in Richmond. In Richmond too, but you know, a lot of was at the house by herself and, you know, uh, but you know, that was crazy. The fact that we were snowed in and we couldn't even get back to Virginia. Yeah. So. So doing one of those trips, that's why I, I thought that's, that's why I said what I said. It, it was daunting. It was a task. It was all worth it in the end, but believe me. Yeah. It and that that 2018 was the last Christmas I was home until this past Christmas that just passed. That was the last one I made it to. Um he had a Christmas party, I believe. Yeah, Christmas. yeah, we had a Christmas party. Good yeah. vibes. Like I said, it was always a thing. We did karaoke and all those different things. If you ever make it to anybody that when I get older and I and, and I know you personally and you get to know me, I'm going to make it a thing to have Christmas parties because yeah. it's nothing like a good Christmas party with the family yeah. and the vibes and, and everything going on. You know, you don't have to drink to necessarily have a good time. That's what that shows. Yeah. It's your time to be as corny yeah. as you please. Exactly. And guess what? No judgment zone. Yeah. No exactly. judgment zone. Exactly. I, I live for those moments because that's what my father instilled in me. He loved Christmas was his favorite holiday. So and that he passed that torch to me. Well, we didn't we didn't do as much corny things. We as didn't either. We I do just, now, but you know, some of the things I do like the the cooking or the movies that we watched on Christmas Eve, that was a thing that went on in my household. But mm-hmm. far as what we do as a family, something is that me and your mother mm-hmm. came up with, we decided we wanted to change it and as a ritual that we did within our family. Yeah, you know? and we raised y'all, so that's we, even we though we on. weren't having so people you know, over, but Christmas Eve was a big deal you know, in our family. Eve, what we did, and then, Monopoly. And then, and then that-, that and Yeah, I, I wanted to say that because- 
I wanted to say that because Monopoly was this a, the first uh, time or the second time we didn't play Monopoly. Okay. This is the second time because we didn't have it available. We will have it the next Christmas. Okay. We will have we will have Monopoly, but it is a staple in our house that Christmas Eve we play Monopoly, and and it I, I don't know I don't know why because somehow it brings up bad feelings. Everybody be uh ready to go at everybody's neck during that game. So you will say. You say like the game, everybody you know, goes at everybody exactly. So you would say the game that everybody goes at each other's neck. We play right before the most family time most family holiday time. of the Let's year. Nick. So you you're looking at this person while you open up the gifts. Like I still don't I don't forgive you, you for making me pay rent. You owe me three passes. <laughs> exactly, and we somehow end up playing the, the next rules. day. The house rules would cause half the. Problem. I mean, because we put house rules in, like you can pass three times and all that. I think to me that's what makes Monopoly fun. Instead of going bankrupt, because in real life, when you're making business decisions, it's more than just money. It's a lot of different things that that goes into account depending on the the type of business that you're selling or buying mm -hmm. that can have greater value than just the money itself you know i mean come on now so yeah. and that's all monopoly is it's the game to teach you how to live in america and be successful <laughs> it's a capitalistic game and take over the market it's all about world. living in america that's what that game is about so but, so we say 2018 going into 2019 I know I ain't said much about my military experience during the time. I kind of just let it go through because during all these times I'm I'm in Hawaii or I had went to Korea and kind of, you know, I was separated from all of the things that were going on at home. So that's why I'm not much speaking on it because it, it was a, just a, a go to work and go, go back home, go to work, go back home, call home to see what everybody else is doing. But I definitely, um, 2019 was the year I re-enlisted into the Marine Corps. And it was uh, spur of the moment, I would say, because just when I was home in 2018, for Christmas, I was saying how I was getting out and I was done. So in 2019, when it comes summertime 2019, I decided I was going to re-enlist. And this is all on the back of, I decided I was going to re-enlist. Marti said he, was, he decided what school he was going to. I believe he graduated 2019 or 2020? 2019. So 2019, he had decided what school he was going to go to. We had already, he had already signed his letter of 10. We know Alana only had a year left in high school. And we had something very, very traumatic happen that winter following into 2020 that we, that was set offset everything basically in life because nobody was ready for it. Um, definitely though, I, I lived that last, that 2019, I, I was doing everything I could cause I thought I was leaving Hawaii that same year and I decided to stay for two extra years. So, uh, speak on some of the things like learning, like you finally, now you, he, yeah, Martise left the house two years prior, but now he's going to college and he went from basically deep South all the way to basically all the way North. So he's in the Midwest and he chose to go to Indiana University. So how was that? Like him choosing a school, uh, you now you about to learn that you have another grandbaby on the way. Oh wait, that was next year. Yeah, 
<laughs> so 28 uh 2019 um, it was it was he had to graduate from high school, so and he is he did his letter in ten, in um it was November of twenty nineteen and he had indicated that and signed that he was going to Indiana University. So um he graduated in June. We he literally had to go back to Florida because he, he he was done with high school by December of twenty eighteen, but he walked the stage in June of twenty nineteen. So that was a, you know, went to Florida to celebrate that for him to graduate and stuff and then get him prepared for um, Indiana uh, and like and all that accounted for, you know, as far as make sure he had the correct courses on his on his transcripts and make sure everything was NCA approved. Like I said, that whole process is an ordeal in itself. Um, at the time we did, we did um, let's see. Zoe was here, so we had a grandbaby. So we all drew, drove. We drove out there. Except you, everybody else is here. We all drove from Virginia to Indiana, and and took him out there. That was a process getting him moved in. But from the moment we got there, they had the coaches met us in the parking lot of the stadium to get him because he was going right into fall camp. So we were more responsible for getting his stuff on up to his uh, dorm and that was just like that was you know just this this usual process like you know we're taking the kid to college but it was at it this was, point you were used to it yeah we were used to it the only thing this one different is that we're not paying for it so he got a full ride scholarship <laughs> so that make a difference uh, you know when you went our money went with you so <laughs> yeah. it, it, different when you ain't got to be the main contributor to especially to the IU tuition bill it's no joke so it was it was you know by that point far as a for a mother being a mother for me um I ain't gonna lie I still cry because we got a picture of us getting ready to leave I think we all had tears in our eyes so it was just that he was gonna be so far away so at this point he had already lived in Florida so he had been away from us but Florida's closer than Indiana because it only take us about nine hours to get not to twelve hours to get to him in Florida versus a fourteen hour car ride to Indiana. So, you know, and he was making those strides when people counted him out and said you couldn't do it, he be he did it against all odds. So that's another thing. So I was more I was happy for him. And then I had already had been through the the separation point where he had went away to school. So it wasn't that big of a change other than he was changing his location. So you said something interesting. I want to, um, because all the while of all of this happening, you said when somebody counted him out, he still progressed through it. And he, he, he fought his way to the top, basically graduated and got to go to college. Well, during this time, we had somebody else that they said wasn't going to do it and, and said that she wasn't going to be able to be a superstar, said that she wasn't going to be great. And she was starting her senior year in high school, right? Yes. Yep. She was Alana was getting ready for her senior year. Uh the beginning of 2019, fall of 2019, not the beginning, but the fall of 2019. Um, that was her senior year. Well, so, hold on. So cause I see Alana. Yeah. Everybody that's listening to this recorder, they're not gonna be able to see her, but I see her. So do you wanna speak on your senior year in high school? Come up here so you can talk. 
everybody family. This is this is my little sister, my baby sister Alana. She gonna give us some of how she felt. How was how was going through your senior year before the pandemic? Before the pandemic, just give us a little bit. Just talk to me a little bit about how how I was going through school. How did you how how did you take going doing your homework and and transitioning basically to being a senior and know that you was about to be done with high school. I thought, I thought my senior year was going to be quite longer, but it felt really short. I thought maybe I was going to do all the, the senior things that I was seeing Nancy. But all the senior things I was seeing Nancy said was also what? And then that passed, that happened, and then it was interrupted. But I was still getting my prices done, but I was still being anxious that it was my last year because I didn't have a plan at first. Uh-huh. So I had an opportunity to set up with scholarship. That's great. Um, did you, how was it? So was, cause I know, how, what was your GPA through high school? Oh. Yeah, it was like 3.65 or something. Maybe like 3.65. 3.65, no. I don't, I said it before. She had the highest GPA of all four of us. Uh. And he was great. It's outstanding. Like we, none of us even came close because I know I didn't. Maybe Jazz did. I know I didn't. And that's just point blank period. And I always say that. So this is where you start. Like when the pandemic hit, how was it? How did it affect you when you were going through school? Emotionally, because I was just otherwise it's just being cut more and and recovering and stuff. So when When I had to transfer back to me at the home for school, and it really hit home. Uh huh. It really made me upset. I understand. And that's when. How did that make you feel? The pandemic hitting and all the different things you had to like change over your life. Basically, you at some token you you begin to stop. You can't go outside, and basically, you can't go to certain stores and all this type of stuff. I mean, it wasn't a bigger deal for me as it was, maybe it was for some other people. Because, I mean, that was at a point in time in my life where I think I was fed up with people. I mean, I was tired of adulting, all the INGs you can think of dealing with people. I was tired of that stuff right there. So, you know, at the time, uh, it was a welcome pause that I needed, Mm -hmm. but it was scary. So, you know, I was more so upset with the things with how they were going to affect you know alana and the children during her her school year her class Mm -hmm. only because it was going to be so different from any other point in time in the history of the u.s so i was more so concerned about that i thought that you know uh it was going to be tough on the way that they generally celebrated their senior year as far as dancing. Oh yeah, the 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 you know. senior year was uh, it was really fun. I didn't expect the, the senior year to be like that, but that was really different from what I yeah. see traditionally. And how yeah. they uh, how they got all the celebrities to celebrate uh a class in twenty twenty. I thought that was really cool. That's dope. And then also Alana that gave you time well, so what the pandemic really did do for you, it gave you time to say you wanted to start writing your own book, right? Yeah. So how? I'm, I was writing a book the last point, the beginning of my freshman year. 
but I took pause on it and now it went back on it. So now you got to get to go more in depth into it and actually start writing more into it. Yeah. So how is your book coming along now? It's, it's, it's a process. <laughs> it is a process. That's for sure. I mean, as long as you're doing it, that's just still just you, just a testament of people saying you couldn't do things and you being stronger than what everybody gave you credit for or what everybody thought you would be. And, you know, you know, I love you for, you know, it always, you're the rock star of the family. You always push through what everybody thought you would do. Keep being great. Now, I understand that, um, the pandemic did make y'all have like you had a virtual birthday party. That was that was, that was a joke. Oh, that um prom. Yeah, virtual uh, prom. Prom. You had a virtual <laughs> graduation. I didn't mean my no virtual prom. It was that was <laughs> that was fine. No, yeah, we decorated. Uh, Chris, Chris, you, <laughs> your your mother really did a great job in yeah, planning that and putting that that thing together straight up. Good job there, Chrissy. Uh, I just wonder how that experience. Um, with, with she didn't get to get, go to conventional prom like she saw her siblings she saw her siblings do so we decided to throw a, a prom here i came to antoine like hey we need to give her that experience so we turned our living room into a a prom we did we had decorations our siblings with again you being <laughs> in the military well uh yeah martise and jazz they came over decorated um they were there for that and to help her celebrate, you know, her journey mm -hmm. from through through high school. Like it was closing of a chapter, completing of a chapter. So that was it was she I enjoyed it. Glad I didn't have um, traditionally because while while I was going to the homecoming, it was I didn't know how to do it the whole homecoming, not now homecoming. And I was doing that one time going to homecoming. Mm -hmm. That's why I was experiencing anxiety and it really made me Made me messed up in my head. I didn't like go back out in the in a crowd and stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I think having a much more power was uh the best thing that came out. Uh, yeah. That's good. That's good that you see the light in it and you didn't really take it as it's more of a positive for you. That's great. Then yeah. you then you move on to graduation. Graduated from high school. Last week was a chaotic week. <laughs> they had a lot of things planned, though. This, I think yeah, they, they had a whole like itinerary of what was going yeah, on. Yeah, that ball. Yeah, I mean, y'all talking about last week Yeah, so they showed it on TV. They did a virtual. They took all their pictures and and then all the YouTubers came. All my favorite YouTubers like they all yeah, that, that's really Oh yeah, LeBron. Yeah, he hosted a, yeah. a virtual 2020 graduation for all the high school graduates in 2020. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then here locally in Richmond, they had all the schools uh, went went to the racetrack, the International Raceway, and got to ride around the racetrack. We I think that was an experience for Antoine too. So he got to drive on the racetrack, <laughs> and they called her name over the speakers at the racetrack. So that was the amazing. racetrack. He drove. You drove a race car? No, no he drove no, his car. I drove my <laughs> And I tell you what, that mother was all the way sideways. It made you respect <laughs> the, the fact they doing 200 plus miles, 100 miles on that thing going around. Because Jaquari, when I tell you the whole ground is like this, that I mean the 90, entire ground is degrees. like that. that made me and I mean, that, uh, the, I thought the Denali was going to tip over and fall into the... That's I, I was looking the, down at, I was at the thing. Oh, yeah. I was like, it's oh, hey, you had to respect them drivers, man. <laughs> 
it's that's like, crazy. Um, I, I ain't gonna lie, that's the first time I ever heard this story. Oh, that was, that was different. I had never heard that story. I was just in that just threw me off a loop. Um, oh, and then you knew <laughs> no, I didn't know about that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a oh my god, that's crazy. You took it in a Denali, too. I don't <laughs> we decorated the Denali, that's why that sticker on the back of the Denali. Yeah, <laughs> it's like class of 2020. Yeah, oh, okay, so. I wanted to push to, how did y'all feel about, this is Alana, she's the last one to graduate high school. This is it. There's now y'all, y'all basically like, she's the last one. So it's like, basically y'all moving on to just be like, the house is just, it's just y'all three. It ain't oh, Mr. Winston. <laughs> Mr. Winston also. So it's y'all three, Mr. Winston. So it's four of y'all. And all around the same time, this is when y'all find out GG Paw Part Two. GG Part Two. What oh, is the saga continues? The saga continues. With Jordan, Jordan being born. Yeah, but before that, let's say so. Lana graduated in June of 2020, and Jazz moved to Texas in July yeah, of 2020, and she took Zoe. So I now I I will admit I cried. Because <laughs> it was not just jazz. I cried too. You took, she she took Zoe with her, and so I was not working from the time that Zoe born all the way up until she was about a year old almost. Um, so I kept Zoe, like she stayed with me every day. Her mom went to work, so I was really attached. Yeah, attached. Yeah, attached to it for yeah, real. Yeah, because I, I was I, I used that time to go to school, and then I was I was the babysitter in home babysitter while she went to work, and so when she made the decision that she was moving to Texas, back to Texas, Texas, that was it was that hurt that that hurt. I think that all of us that got to us a little bit in all ways. It's like it's still difficult to this day, you know. Yeah, Even though they, they were here for the holidays, it's still yeah. tough to be away. It's just as tough being away from your grandkids is as your kids, you know. I mean, I FaceTime. I'm glad for the technology that they have today, where you can FaceTime and see you and me both. Yeah, because I couldn't imagine going through this without that technology, and because I think sure. it would be a lot worse. I know. Then, yeah, I can only imagine what they went through back in the day. Yeah, like my when when I when we first left Flint, mom, I was thirty, but my mom, you know, had to conceptualize that her 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 daughter and kids and her grandkids were moving to another state, and so I can only imagine. I was thirty. I think that technology, and in the same token is working wonders for your mother right now yeah she loved the fact that she, she can reach out and see a yeah. face yeah oh um, yeah yeah and that's how we all stay attached because now y'all officially hawaii at that point it was hawaii texas indiana and virginia so we were like Coastal. Let's talk about the time zones is different. <laughs> so when you're trying to plan for something and you gotta account for you six hour difference, you one hour difference, and and then everybody's schedule. So, you know, that's why, you know, as far as like things to keep the communication going, when we created that party of six. That yeah. that's that's Which cool. Is 
the ish. Yeah, the party yeah. six keep us in communication. You know, yeah, it's I'm a good. It. <laughs> so, party well, six. That, our group message the party of six is our group message we have where we basically share everything from tiktoks to information to baby <laughs> being born it's all on there in that group message uh i love it it definitely i keep it pinned to the top of my test messages so i can never lose it same same so, yeah that's all right telegram that telegram you know like the way to communicate like hey you this or whatever yeah we definitely and that's and like i said that's basically like the whole basis of advice of this whole conversation is the strength of our family never wavers no matter where we are in the world no matter where we are or what we're doing we're always constantly in communication with each other we're always trying to figure out what somebody doing i call anytime i want any any point in time of the day, any point in time of the night, I know somebody's gonna answer. If I click that button on there, Jazz will wake up and she'll answer. Mama, that's when I wake up at the drop of a dime. Alana would even wake up and jump in there. Uh, Martiz, he, when he do, when he does. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's living a life of a, he living the life of a college student. So he he does what he does in, in college, but he when he does join, he's, engaged and we all on there having fun just as much as we was in person so it's definitely a thing and I, I think that's what the pandemic really like opened everybody eyes to is more the virtual you can always stay in communication with somebody you don't necessarily have to see them in person and that's kind of what the pandemic did for a lot of people it opened up a lot of doors for communication virtually and a lot of different virtual uh, options in life yeah, because I even in that same time been able to talk to my family members across the country as well because we don't have a lot of family here in Virginia. So yeah. that gives the opportunity to do that. And I just want to say the reason why, like I, I when we all joined that that text message, I named the party of six because every time Antoine and I would take y'all out to dinner, no, and they no, was they, 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 they was like party of, party of six, and that's who was because. <laughs> That yeah, was a yeah whenever y'all got to go out to eat, you know, yeah, you know, you were there, mm -hmm. and it was just like, oh, that's gonna be a fifty minute wait because we need a big table, and we're like we were used to those. Yeah, we were so used to the timing and <laughs> yeah, all that type of stuff. It didn't even bother us. It'd be a thing for yeah. us to just be sitting there at yeah. the thing waiting in the for our in the lo in go. the lobby waiting and, then and yeah. our table and waiting for the buzzer to go off. Yeah, like all the things <laughs> that we did. know we about to be there for some hours because <laughs> yeah. we wasn't just the type of family to hurry up and eat and leave no yeah. I mean, we talk loud. so talk. it's an event we the loud house i feel like that that party six and loud are, are two things to go together because if you know any you of us loud. i feel like when you go out yeah. and eat as a family you gotta have an appetizer yeah. because that stalls the meal to get ready to come it leaves room for more conversation yeah. and also with the sharing of food yeah sharing of food as a community as a family strength is the bond yeah that's a fact. Break bread. Yeah. Breaking bread. Yeah, yeah. I, I truly, I, I believe in that. I, yeah. And that's how, that's, that's a real thing. I, that's something we still press on to you all now. Like, just this last holiday, you know, food is a big deal in this family. So <laughs> it's, it's a gathering, you know what I'm saying? It's a way to, to get, you know, it's the thing that can tie just about anybody together, you know? Yeah. So for that. With pescetarian, y'all was kind of upset. I didn't. I I wouldn't know. I didn't come home for two years, so I that y'all went pescetarian. I came home once that whole time. That sounds crazy, but it's the truth. Uh, so in twenty, so we go back to pescetarian. He said he. 
<laughs> I am. I'm dead serious. But I told you, Quar, this. Yeah. Already. We, we already we talked about this. So, yeah. So we're going to move to 2021. We're getting closer to the end of this conversation. We're getting uh, 2021. We got another grandbaby in the, in the family. Jesus Christ. So that's number three. You got Martise almost done at Indiana. I've moved to Florida. Alana, you are in what school? How you? What's your schooling? My schooling. What's the name of your school? Uh, Sergeant Sergeant Jane Reynolds. 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 So she's in college. She's in college doing what she do best, being a superstar, being great. Uh, as my parents, what's y'all? How is life treating y'all so far since twenty twenty one? Cause we only five days, six. We only ten days into. <laughs> 2022, so ain't no use even going there. So how's 20? How did 2021 treat y'all? Well, if you really want to know, I mean, I got a few more aches and pains <laughs> that I didn't used to have, but overall, I feel blessed. But I mean, that's that's when y'all got to do y'all. Y'all did the most traveling, and that's 2021, right? Where y'all did the most traveling. We, we did. We, we got. Where, so that was it was 2021. Was, yeah, that was a, a lot of driving. That was a lot of driving. That was probably our retirement. Yeah. That was our swan song <laughs> for, for the long, <laughs> long distance drive. Oh, probably nothing, nothing more than 12 hours no more. Yeah, because we drove out to Kentucky, I mean, yeah. then to Texas. I mean, for some people, that might still be too long. Yeah. For us, 12 hours is our max. Yeah. That's, what we That's tough. I live exactly 12 hours away. Uh, So... You live nine, okay, and that's that's in that so scope. So that drive ain't that tough. Yeah, but we do Florida drive. in our sleep you know, again. We, we talked about that. this, you know, <laughs> with Martise being in Florida for two years. We learned how to get down there and back pretty fast. And if we touch Florida and see you, we'll get calls and things like from people like Lindsay and Jerome. <laughs> and like, you know, y'all not gonna come holler at us though. Y'all right, touch down to Florida, two hours away, cause we right here yeah. in Tampa, so you know. We, we 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 mastered the Florida trip. That's that's you know, what case. it is. Is I need to get down there and check out so much other stuff. But I'm I'm wavering. But yeah. <laughs> but so <clears throat> honestly, though, 2021, I felt like was a blessing for me and your mother. <clears throat> In terms of not just us having the ability to go see people and and visit and check on people, it was more so of her and I settling into understanding how me and her is moving as a unit. Mm -hmm. You know, 2021 to me is signifying probably the, be the beginning of something different within with me and your mother where we, our time isn't as uh, constructed mm -hmm. as, it usually, as it used to be. Mm -hmm. It used to be so divvied out that Sometimes we have so much extra time that we we're finding out what we need to do with it and how to navigate with it best. So uh, I feel like that's more of her and I learning each other and growing with, with each other uh, as we get older, mm -hmm. because we don't have as as much time to say, hey, you know, we need to go do this for mm -hmm. this person or we need to be here. We need to be there. You know, most of our time is spent with working and uh, relaxing. I guess I don't want to say that we getting old, but I'll say relaxing. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoy being at home and, and just relaxing nowadays. If anything, the pandemic has taught me that family 
is truly important, and your time that you give your family should be a top priority. You know, and it shouldn't take a pandemic to slow us down and realize that. If anything, that's what we should have realized during the pandemic, to slow down and pay attention to the people that matter most because those people can be gone in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. So that is important. Yeah, very true. Okay, so <clears throat> with that, we're gonna go ahead. I'm gonna get closing statements from y'all. You know, anything else we hit the hit the end of our journey or we caught our way up. We're we're writing the book again now. We're adding more pages to this story, constantly moving forward. And so, is it anything you would like to give? Any advice you'd like to give to young parents out there uh, that having children? Anything you would like to say? I I want to um I just <laughs> would like to encourage young parents. First of all, I appreciate the days that you have with your children, the moments you have. Remember every important milestone, hold on to the things when the when the kid come home with the, the pain, the picture, hold on to those things um, because those times don't last all way. As Antoine just said, you know, we can't take life for granted. And as young parents, I, and I know he would attest to this too, is that that time goes by fast. You think 18 years, 20 years, 24 years are going to last forever, but it's in the blink of an eye. So I just feel like if you appreciate the child and appreciate those moments that you have with your children, that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And also cultivating the environment that they're, that they're being raised in. So I take this one from which what Antoine always told me, his mother said, you got to raise your kids for other people to love them. So, you know, he told me that when we when we were young and for her starting out and I, and I always kept that to heart. The way we raised y'all was to make sure that other people loved y'all, other people wanted you all around and just the amount of love that you all get from families and friends. And, you know, family is one thing, friends are people that, that, that come into your life by choice. Mm-hmm. And when you have those relationships with people and people admire you for who you are, it's like that TikTok video is like, what'd you make? I made that. And I look at y'all and I'm very proud of y'all because it's just me, it's just me. we handled the mission. We, we, we did the mission. The mission was to raise y'all to be um, likable, approachable young people that people love and raise you into to adults so that you can have the tools to succeed. So just just don't take that the opportunity that you have as a parent for granted. You're making a person. You're you're actually manufacturing and taking all the tools that has been given to you. And some of them, everybody, and, 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 and putting a functional human yeah, being functional into, the into world. society with everything. And things and times have changed. Society look, doesn't necessarily look the way it used to look. So you have to constantly be ready, ready to be innovative and come up with ways for your children to learn and to adapt. So I just, I just want to get this. Just don't, it, it, nobody said it was easy. But keep going, keep focusing, keep staying on it. And like, that's my whole mantra. And you know what? I just want to add on top of that. This is the only thing I'm going to say. Last thing. For young parents, listen, the most important tool that you can have is learn to gain wisdom. Wisdom comes when through you just going through the struggle, going through whatever it is, the good, the bad, whatever. But when I say wisdom, that means have the ability to take knowledge when knowledge is being shown 
or given. It can go a long way from someone who has experienced some things that you have not. Because wisdom comes when everyone has to learn. When you go through something, you're able to add it to your catalog. That essentially what wisdom is, is the collection of information through events that you have had. So take that and learn to not make the same mistakes with, and I'm not saying that we use children as experimental, but as times go, you experiment with things that work and things that don't. Learn from mistakes and learn from things that can actually help. That's all. Be open-minded from people who are younger than you and people who are older than you because you can learn knowledge from anyone. Knowledge does not have an age. Knowledge does not come with a stamp of approval because based on the date of birth, knowledge is the information that you don't have. Learn how to distinguish the two. Yeah, ignorance is not bliss. That's all I got to say. Alana, you want to say anything? She's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Uh, I want to thank my parents. Thank Alana. Thank y'all for coming in, sitting with me, having this conversation. It was a well-needed conversation for our young adults coming up. Like you said, y'all said everything that can be said. Take in the wisdom, receive, receive the knowledge, and apply that to your children so people can love them one day. Thank you, family, for joining us on this podcast. Hope y'all loved it. Thank you for having us. For sure. Hey, thanks for having us out there. Peace, Squire. All right, thank you.